Good people. afternoon. Is it afternoon? No, it's nah. Eight minutes to you. Good morning for another eight minutes. When it gets to 12 there, let's say good afternoon. It doesn't matter because when people see this, it could be any time. It goes out on a Sunday. Anyway, welcome to the shop, the social hub of positivity. Um, I'm laughing because I'm being heckled in the background by my own daughter. You hear that? Imagine this. Anyone who saw that last week's podcast will know that we were in the woods. She was doing the same thing. What is it I've got about bringing on podcast shoots. I don't know. I like it. She's, Bring her in. I would do, mate. She, she will take in. over. We will. Anyway, but as importantly, or for this week's podcast, even more importantly, this wonderful man next to me. I won't go that far. Well, you're a Crystal Palace supporter, aren't you? I am. You see? So you've got some good taste. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're all right. You're all right. Now, David, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your surname. Because it's an absolutely extraordinary surname, as far as I'm concerned. Do you want to pronounce it to the good people of this parish? Uh, in this day and age, it's, uh, it sounds like lender you. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1295, with a direct line descendants to Falmouth, it's lender we owe you. Lender we owe you? Yes. Do you know what that sounds like, don't you? Yes, I do. It's, <laughs> it's Cornish for Lenny's Lake, Daru's <laughs> Oak Tree. Wow. So it is all the way back to Falmouth then, your proper corn. Yeah, my lad. Yeah, right. I, um, I'm in charge of the family tree and the direct line descendant, 15th grandfather, and further back to Constantine, Falmouth, Myla, and then. Wow. Yeah. Because here's the interesting, well, another interesting thing. David is actually an author. Anyone that's in Chippenham, I know this goes out and people come from all over the place. There's a book. Cornish Mist that's on sale here, but you're going to tell, it, tell us where else. Books. Books, yeah. That's as, the thing, isn't it? How, how long have you been writing? Yeah. How many, how many books have you written and when did you start? I started in uh, 2015, so it's taken seven years to get to this stage of the game. Um, so Cornish Mist 1, Pebbles and Stones, is done. Right. Cornish Mist 2, Butterfly and Nettles, is done. And Cornish Miss Three, mm. uh, I'm three quarters of the way through, so yeah. I've nearly finished the trilogy, Wicked. the trilogy of the of the book. Yeah. So it's taken seven years. Brilliant, mate. Yeah. So, what you know, you'll have you you you've been to a few ale houses in your time, no doubt, sir. Correct. Right. So, <laughs> you know that it, there's many a little tale, or there's many a little story or an ambition talked about, I call it pub talk, and it never goes anywhere. Somebody says, oh, um, yo, what we should do is this, or you know what I was thinking about doing, I'm planning to do this. Oh, often people, not often, but you know, oh, you know, oh, you should write a book about that, or you should, what inspired you, and fair play, for not only doing one book, because art's one of them's thing, isn't it? It's like, there's loads of beautiful art here, but if you've got 100 different people, they point out probably maybe, a hundred different pieces that they were favourite to them. With writing, subject matter, technique of storytelling, all that sort of good stuff. What was it that got you to go, I'm doing it, and did it? How was that? Um, good question, that. Because I often think about it myself, and all I know, fact, yeah. is that I was going down the M5 in 2015, uh, some doing something or other and I was getting close to Bridgewater. Yeah. I was in the slow lane. Uh, I must have been doing 60 miles an hour and for some reason I just went into a mode. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking about how I could start a book off. I didn't know where, what, how, what year, anything. And all of a sudden people, I can, I can just think about people passing me by going like this. Mm. You know, is, it, is he all right? Because I was just in a mode. And then I realized, I went, yeah, now I'm getting it. And I went, he's called Joshua. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, he's on a rocks in Gumwallow, as I used to do when I was a 12 year old kid. Right. Watching the, watching the ships go out. And he's sitting there watching and all of it, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Right. And I'm thinking this as I'm in the slow lane of the M5. Yeah. And um, he's going down the M5. Uh, well, no, he's not going down. I'm going down the M5. <laughs> but he's wow, on. He's on. Surreal, yeah, yeah. He's in Gumwalla. He's in Gumwalla on the Gumwalla Rocks Church Cove. 
I didn't quite know what I did think about what year should it be the 1300s, 1400s, 1800s up to date, and I picked the 1700s, early 1700s, 1704. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, so he's on he's on the rocks. He's looking out. He's been there for four or five hours, as I used to. Um, Mum used to make me a bottle of orange squash. You know, give me a kiss, and then I'll see you later, darling. Yeah. Because uh, and um, anyway, Joshua was on the, on the rocks. He's looking out. There's no one on the beach. It's, it's wintry, uh, but he's getting the vibes. And uh, he looks across. Something catches his eye, and this bloke or this person or this something walks into a cave. And I'm still going down the M5, and I'm just thinking this up. Mm. And he tries to act all, you know, hard and not really interested, you know what I mean? He's looking out, he's got his little paracord, he keeps an eye on this little cave. Yeah. Um, and a couple of hours go by, and this person, whoever's gone in the cave, hasn't come out the cave. And he's going, that can't be right. So I'm still going down the M5 and I'm going, hmm, yeah. And he waits another hour and then curiosity gets the better of him. So he has to. So as he's walking across, he then thinks it could be a trap. Mm, they could be a trap. And he thinks about that and stops and goes, well, if someone goes in, then they've got to come out. Yeah. And after three and a half hours, there must be a problem. So he goes into the cave bravely and says, hello, is anyone there? And I'm still going down the M5 now, and there's no answer. So, is anyone else in the car? No, it's just me. Okay, so I'm there saying, looking around. Like going, hey, David! No, no, David. no, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm still going yeah. down, you know. And then people are, I, I, I can, people are driving past me, and I can imagine. I didn't, wasn't. I was just looking up to the sky, la la la. Anyway, so Joshua's in the cave, looking around. No one. And he said, "How can that be? If someone comes in, they've got to be here. It's a cave." Um, so he shakes his head, he starts walking out, and then a little thing catches his eye, a little something on a rock. So he, he goes up to it, and it's written on this rock is two words. If the, if the second one's off, don't say the first one. No, I won't say the second one, but no. What it was, was, hello, Joshua. Wow. And, and I went, and that was the start of my book. Wow. Right, don't I've say got, anymore. Me, I'm not surprised. Me too. So is this book here? Now. Is that book here? Yeah. Is that book right? Okay. Do, no. You, yeah. No, is it here? No, that's the second novel. Ah, oh, right. Because I want to get anyone else out there want to get the first one now. Is that the first one? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, hold it there then. Don't say another word about it. Is that the first or second? That's the second book. Right. Okay. We need to get the first one in there because now I want to. I'm there. I want to find out what happened. Yeah. Right, so am I, am, am I... Oh, I've got goose pimples. Yeah, no, nice. Am I right in thinking that you have a big, well, yeah, Falmouth, you have a massive... Uh, were you born in Cornwall? No, I was born in South London. Yeah, hence the Crystal Palace. Hence the Crystal Palace, yeah. and hence my accent, because my mum yeah. is Bethnal Green. Wicked. Yeah. yeah, and she met my dad, who's from Falmouth, after the war. Right, that's it. In Trafalgar Square. Literally after the war, that's when they were yeah. giving it the old kisses yeah. for anyone. And they married, and they had eight kids. And then when I was what? nine, every time, every year we go down and see the granny yeah. in Falmouth. Right, that's and then, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, and then when I got to nine, my pocket money ran out because I, I didn't know. And I said to mum, mum, when you know when we're going back, my pocket money's run out. Yeah. And she said, we're not, darling. You know, we're staying here. That's it. And I said, well, what about your mates? Yeah. And she went, we're not darling. And she gave me a big cuddle. Yeah. And uh, so I had to change the streets of South London for the, the beaches and rocks of Cornwall. Um, I mean, I've, 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 I've been to both. Hey? I've been to both. I <laughs> know. But you, you obviously love it, you know, Cornwall? I think it was probably one of the best decisions my dad ever made. Because I well, did ask my dad we got, as we got older. Yeah. Why did you do it? Yeah, and he said because if we, if if we, my mum didn't do it, you know, you boys would have ended up in prison or right. you were on the streets. Yeah. and um, and I can understand that. So well, he, you're already driving without due care and attention if you don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've got, I've got this double-edged sword. I've got yeah. this mum's accent. Yeah, but I'm loyal to the Cornish. Yeah. yeah, you know. See you later, guys. In Thank Falmouth, you for coming, Elston. See you later, guys. You know, nice one. So, yeah, no, we because we, we can do. If you notice, one of the feature films we've done is called 
postcard from Perrinpool. Yeah, I just noticed that. Right, so we have, we do, so we don't just work here, we work up and down the country. Yeah, I've had a our, few drinks in Perrinpool. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, made, we made a film in the, in Perrinpool. Nice but we work with a really good, uh, fantastic people down in, um, actually, they're in St. Austell, but we work with yeah, them yeah, and we work all over the, depending on what project we're doing, all over Cornwall with them, doing films and art projects. Used yeah. to be yearly, but obviously pandemic, but Trish Hoskin and, and John who run Reach Out, she does anyway, Reach Out Cornwall, fantastic organisation. So we've been connected to Cornwall really? for That's years nice. and years. Love it. And it's interesting, isn't it? For people who only go there in the height of summer and it's, you know, crowded and all these businesses that are selling ice cream and everything else, Go there in the winter. Now, actually, there's loads of us prefer it in the winter because it's deserted beaches, nice, cozy little pubs, locals. That depends, how old, that depends how old you are. Yeah. If you're a 12 year old boy in the yes, middle of yeah, winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Dark and, yeah. and all you've got to do is play with the cows yeah. because the nearest pub is five miles away. Yeah. You know, you really got to, you really start. I mean, I think it was a great thing. But when you're on your own, yeah. I mean, I'll give you a for instance, you know, on Christmas Day, you know, we're in, we're in our little place in Turing near Mullion, and knock at the door come, and we all said, rush the door, and we said, what's going on? And they said, there's a whale on the beach, there's a whale on the beach. Wow. You wow. know, so the whole village, which is about 40 of us, yeah. you know, all rushed, all the kids rushed down to the beach, and there was this- And a whale of a time. And a whale of a time, and there was this massive whale. Yeah. Just sitting there, yeah. And as a twelve-year-old, you're looking at this massive oh, whale, yeah. You know, and you're right up touching it, yeah. You know. Wow. We try to do it. We lived up Northumberland, same thing, but we didn't get there before the. I think the military blew it up. Oh, Couldn't right. get it there. But it was the bits of it everywhere. But yeah. when we got there, it stank like whale. Well, we we it asked, tasted like whale. We asked what went on, and they said, and these some RNLI or whatever they were. Yeah. They, they come up and all the kids were around, you know, including me, and they said, do you notice that the tail is missing? And we went, yeah, there is no tail. And they right. said, what's happened is this poor little, this massive sperm whale yeah. has been caught and dragged from uh, some ship. Oh, boat. right. And right. because it's not a big, they tow it in fruit, they put a rope around it to fit the tail, yeah. and then they drag, and obviously the rope's gone through the, the and then it's just drifted. And I, I as a 12 year old, I really felt sorry for this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, his teeth were like that, his sperm. Oh, wow. What an amazing thing. Yeah, we did. I was yeah. so disappointed when the whale was no longer on the beach. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a it, sad old thing. But so would you, would you say, so in retrospect, you're happy that you went, because funny enough, I, I lived in Chippenham, or lived, yeah, in Chippenham before I went to um, make my fame and fortune in London back in Chippenham, um, <laughs> lived in South London, uh, had two, uh, two of our three boys in Clapham, but actually in St. Thomas's, so literally across from Parliament. Yeah. Um, you right, Donna? Yeah. Good. Excellent. Good. She's a writer as well. She's very good. She works for me. She's very talented. Do you read that poetry book? Great, isn't it? Um, and yeah, I had that feeling as well of kind of like at a certain point, I, because my dad was in the RAF, we lived, hence become the Chippenham, we used to live out there, the RAF base, which is now the army base. Talk about going downhill. Oh, stop how it. How long was your dad in the RAF for? 35 years. So a boy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. army. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Her dad's army as well, you know. Is the army? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was, but um, so you know, obviously, I know that there's like the army, yeah. I've been brought up there right way. No, no, you're Pongo, just seriously. Brooklyn yeah, boy. Army. Oh, he does, no, it's not. Yeah, navy. Oldest, the eldest service navy. was the Navy. Yeah, I know, senior service. Senior service. You get on your nerves, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They always go first on the, on the parades. Yeah. That's our reading. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, where were we? Where were we? Right, so yeah, we were always basically living in country uh, things. So when I, when I was in London and two of the lads thought, oh, I don't really know. They started going to school and think, I don't know. I don't know about living in, in, in London. 
uh, raising kids, as it were. So we moved back out here, and I'm glad we did, to be fair. We had the combination to get to London all the time, we'd, you know, work there, do all sorts of stuff. So we'll go anywhere in the world if we've got a good understanding of London, which is important. It's quite unique in its own way. It's isn't funny it? you say that, Ed, because every time I go back to London, and I used to work, you know, I used to do some business in London, yeah. and I like a drink. Yeah. You know, I go into the pubs, whether it be the Whitechapel around the East End or yeah. in London itself, doesn't really matter. You know, in I mean, right in the centre, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I can go in that pub and there is something about it or them. And whether it's the bricks, it's like going into an old Cornish pirate yeah, in the... In yeah, the just be in view with their spirit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. not just Cornish. I can go into yeah. London and I yeah. can feel the same. Okay. Same, yeah. It's a, it's a different feel. But yeah. there is definitely a feeling within. Yeah. I mean, they could be eating and everything like that, and that's no problem. But I've been here every time I go back, or I'll do a bit of work, and I'm staying the night there, or whatever it is in the centre of London. I go into a pub. Doesn't really matter. I like the old pubs. I like the, the corner yeah, pubs. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and I just get this feeling with these bricks. It's not granite. Yeah. I don't know what brick it is, but yeah, I can sit there and I just know that is a beautiful feeling. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, because Reach Out Cornwall, we've done a podcast on it. Their new place is in one of the first, what's it called? Oh, Seven Stars. Where to? In St. Hospital. Oh, because we used to own the Seven Stars in Helston in uh, right. 1740. Well, well, so they've, funny enough, they say owned it. It's we, one of, what's the brewery? See you later. See you, uh, darling. We're about, um, um, it's an Austal Brewery. It's an Austal Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was one of their first pubs. Yeah. They've given it over to this fair play to them, this community initiative. Pretty much like can do to a lot of degrees. Alternative education, really supportive of... Uh, it's beautiful. So we went out, we've done a podcast, have a look and you see that in that place, they've got, they've got on the wall a whole history of all the different landlords and landladies since the first day they opened it. And it's that feeling. And you look at that and I don't need have the history of a place i'm with you i sort of go and go yeah. if you know there's yeah. some significance happening there but even not the idea that there's been some social interaction some violent interaction apparently someone died in that place and they didn't tell anyone for no. two days because they wanted to normally happens they were in the, a lock well, it would normally happen in the latrines i'm not surprised probably fell in and never got out yeah yeah you know accidentally on purpose yeah in the olden days yeah just yeah. thought i'd mention it yeah <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, but no, uh, we used to uh, own the um, uh, the Red Lion in Lemon Street in Truro in the 1800s. We've done a lot of work in, in Truro as well. Love, yeah. I love, I just love, love people, mate. We, we work all over the place. I, you know, we do stuff in London, um, Brixton, uh, did loads of stuff in North London in uh, um, Queen's Crescent, which is ironic because there's a Queen's Crescent in Gittenham, but. But I, I remember the time, I don't know what it is, but I remember the time do, do, doing Penny for the Guy in the 60s. Yeah. Outside yeah. the pub in yeah. South Croydon. Yeah. Sitting there with, with the little pram, with the guy, yes. stuff, guy, yeah. going, Penny for the Guy, yeah. mister, yeah. sir. Yeah. And they throw me a penny. Yeah. I remember us doing it one year, we didn't have anything to make it, so we put my brother in <laughs> the thing. Yeah, I thought we'd done that with my brother. Or did my sister? You said that, yeah. So, I think we put Colin in. Yeah. People that thought it was funny. Give us give money, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say we put our brother in, he probably came up with the idea. He's like that. Our Michael. Yeah. But um yeah, that idea about So right, so that's I'll give you an example about yeah. a pub, yeah. Cornish pub. Yeah. I was in the pub because I do have a drink. Yeah. Um it was called the Wheeling and it's on the Lizard Road, right? And it was winter. It was blizzarding. Yeah. Right. So we're in the pub. I mean, he, he doesn't, he's not with us anymore, so I can say, you know, we was in there at two o'clock in the morning, as you do. Cause got Driving him. without due care and attention, yeah. uh, drinking. Yeah. But after you had to, Ed. Get arrest this Ed, man. You had to. You had to. Anyway, so Keep the other people we're coming. In, yeah. so I'd never dream the, of doing such a thing. We're in the middle of nowhere. This pub is in the middle of nowhere. The nearest house is two a mile away. And uh, anyway, so Mr. Not Rose there. Um, I, can't, I can't remember his surname. Oh, I'll get it. Come in a minute. Anyway, the two of them got up, the old boys. And they, uh, see you later then. We uh, see you later. All right, and we're still drinking. And they open the door, and we come in. Uh, 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 close the door, we went, blimey. And they went off. 
and um, so we're all drinking away still. It's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And um, 15 minutes later, the door come open, and he, this Mr. Oh, not Mr. Rose, but he walked back in and he went, oh. And what he'd done, he, he tried to walk home to Curie and decided to roll a fag, but because the wind and the rain turned around like that, yeah, 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 yeah. And, then yeah. and then carried on walking, the yeah. thought, and then opened the door, yeah. and we all went, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Literally, a similar thing happened uh, in Northumberland, in Alec, a lad between Alec and, and, and Anamal. Um, what, what, so when did you leave? So what, when you were saying you're working, what, what, what did you end up doing as a professional? Was it, did I you, went in the army. Right. And, yeah. uh, what year was that? I went in in 1972 at 15. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I skived off school uh, in Gwellis in Helston at 14. Yeah. And I hitchhiked to Red Roof, as you do. Yeah. And yeah. I just wanted to be in the army. I don't know why. I just wanted to go home. I think it was because my, well, I don't know if you know, but my 14th granddad was, great granddad, was um, a, a pikeman in the, in the Cornish militia. You know, so, well, the Irish probably know him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I even looked at that and I thought, yeah. wow, you know, can you imagine standing there with a 14 foot lance just stuck in the ground, yeah. waiting for the attack? Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Well, that, you were in the army, oh, so, yeah, that, yeah. so you think that. Oh, yeah, I started off school. Yeah. And went I hit, I hit red red down in Red Roof. Yeah. And I went into the Army Careers Office and I opened the door, or I knocked on the door and they opened it and they all started giggling. And I was like, they said, what do you want, boy? I said, I want to join the army. That's what I want. Mm. And they went, how old are you? And I went, 14. And they went, well, come back when you're 15. And they all started laughing and closed the door. And I said, I will. And at 15, I went back, hitchhiked again, skived off school. Yeah. I went back and I said, I'm 15. And they went, come on in. Yeah. And uh, I joined the junior leaders. Right, yeah, these time over in Bobbington. Got junior, they did have junior leaders out in Cologne. Don't know if they still do. Mm. So what trade did you do in the army? Uh, the main battle tank commander. Really? Yeah, youngest main battle tank commander in the British Army. So it wouldn't be chieftains then? And guess it? what? Isn't it funny how we're saying that now? No one's asked me that. Well, yeah, but isn't it funny? Because do you know when I got my first command on a chieftain tank, my first main battle tank commander as a Lance Corporal, Tango 3-1 Charlie? He joined in 72, I'd say 1977. During what? the ju Jubilee. Do you know what? Yeah. August. On the 7th of the 7th, 1977, I got my first command to command the Chieftain Tank yeah. past the Queen. Yeah. On her Silver Jubilee. That is bang on. Oh my God. And the Queen, unfortunately, is not with us anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so, so I remember so you won't put this. But isn't that funny here. how we're yeah. mentioning the Queen, well, no. just out of the blue? Yeah. But yeah. I got my command. I always remember it, seventh of the seventh, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Queen's Jubilee. I was working in a hardware store in Wallingford, in Oxfordshire, selling bits of tat to commemorate the same thing. This I mean, it wasn't. I, it, hey, that's interesting. I, I'm back, I was about forty. I was forty. Yeah. I, no, I, no, I was, you weren't I was, then, were you? I was, I was, in 77, I, you weren't 14, was, you were... I was, yeah. I was 20. Yeah. I just turned So I was 20. 14 in 77. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I so always you must remember... be about 45 now, are you? Yeah, correct. 52. 52, so, so um, I'm 12, so think about it, everyone. Yeah. Um, well, I got yeah. told off because my little finger always goes like so that. So when you're doing that... Correct. And yeah. they kept going, you, you know, pointing. Yeah. You know, and I was going, me? You know, out of me? A hundred tanks. Yeah. You know, waiting to go. He was going like this, and then I got it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you say seventy seventy seven? Let's think of where. Did you have to serve abroad? Did you did you go yeah. to Germany and stuff? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So where were you in Rhein-Darlin or somewhere? No, like we was in Paderborn. Where were you in Germany? Elmt. Elmt. Where? She couldn't help herself. She had to go there because where? Elmt. Where? Elmt, mate. I don't get a question there. 
I'm a gentleman. It's not, it's not um, there anymore. <laughs> what? It's disappeared off the map. Uh, an army base, I mean, it's not that. Yeah, yeah, there's loads. Because Ryan Darling's now THQ in there. Oh, I don't know if it still is. Ryan Darling's where the hospital was? Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 Do you know what we I was in there for a week. Do you know what we did? Because the nurse used to come round every week. Yeah. Uh, every four hours. Yeah. They, and so we were soldiers, didn't we? Yeah. So there's about eight of us in the in the ward, and we'd hear her coming. You know what I mean? So we'd all get out of bed and do our press ups and jogs. You know, like, yeah. do press up, press up, press up. And as we heard her coming in, we'd all get back to bed, and she would take our pulse. Uh, yeah, really. We'd all pulse. be rushing, la 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 and our, you know, we're high therm temperature. Yeah. And then she'd go around the eight beds and sort of like, like that, and put, and just there to take it and then put it on the end of the bed, you know. And then next four hours, we hear her again. So we'd all be in the bed going, deep breathing. And then she'll come in, it'll be like, bump, bump. And all our, all our records were like this. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. So did you have to um, fire a tank in anger? No, not in anger. Just for a laugh. You look about yeah. it. Well, I don't know. You know, you know I mean, I I'll tell you. I tell you. Where yeah. were you stationed? Be all over. Yeah, go on then. So you say the place and I'll say if it was in anger. Uh, good Cyprus. 74, uh, Cyprus in 74. I was, I was there, we left in, so, the, so that's when the Turks invaded. <coughs> exactly right. So uh, Makarios yeah. had been ousted yeah. from power. Yeah. The Turks, uh, we left in, seven, we, we left on the 9th of August 1973. Mm. We left Nicosia, my dad was based in yeah. Nicosia. Mm. So you therefore then either you went to Akateri or Dekalia. Yeah, I was Nicosia. You were in Nicosia yeah. by the airport? Yeah. That's where we were. That's where we were. Well, yeah, because of course well, they, they took over, didn't they? They got attacked. They did, they got, they still, have you seen it since? No. Have and a look on, on the YouTube, no. you still see Nicosia Airport, you'll recognise it, yeah. it's decrepit. Well, we were there, yeah. and I remember when we were being fired at. Yeah. And I come out, I was only, I was 17 and three quarters. Yeah. And uh, I walked out and I saw all this trace going over our, our huts. Yeah. I mean, there was, and, I, and I, I've never seen it before, you know, and I stood there in amazement and I went, that is so beautiful. Yeah. It reminded me. Is that at me, night then? Yeah, it was at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the trace was coming yeah, across. Yeah, because then paratroopers came over covering your mountains, didn't yeah. they? All sorts anyway, it was all coming across. We were being attacked and was fired upon. And I was like that. And I was just in my own little world. I went, that's beautiful. Like, you know, and then all of a sudden this officer grabbed me and went, you stupid. Yeah. And I was going, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know? Hey, man. Yeah. I'm doing it Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember being crashed out in Berlin. Yeah. When the, 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 I think it was the Russians, they slightly moved a little bit. Yeah. And I'm not a political man because I was only young. Yeah. But obviously politics is politics, so that we had to move forward. Yeah. Um, um, so that was sort of worrying. It, well, yeah. So I, but I was in the Big Eden getting drunk because I yeah. like to drink. Yeah. yeah. It's not me, Ed. Anyway. Someone's got to do, otherwise so, all those pubs yeah. go. Out. So when I got back to Barracks, they said, you stupid. What have you been doing? Where you get in the old tank and get out, and you know. So I was driving my chieftain, and I went past the big evening, and I said to the commander, I "I've just come out of there." Yeah. Anyway, and we had to stop around the Berlin Wall and everything like that. Just to, I, I, I'm now I now know it's it was politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but what really upset me again as a youngster is that I heard the next day that two or three old ladies threw themselves off the apartment blocks because, and I went like that, I said, why? And they said, because they felt that the Russians were coming in. Oh my Lord. Wow. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is. That people is. are feeling still like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, when you're a youngster. And they're still that, feeling it now? Yeah. And when you're a youngster. Yeah. yeah. You know, I say youngster, you know. Um, so, fired in anger, well, as I was camp, well, yes, yes and no, yeah. I always like to have a cup of tea first. Yes, I say you chaps, hold on. That's correct. Um, I'll have a cup of tea and then I'll be right with you. Because I've got to think about it, you see. Yeah, well, How long were you in the army for? 12 years. 12, and then when you left, what did you do? Um, I got a job in a lovely company called Dictaphone Company Limited. 
So I wanted to become, I remember I was on Salisbury Plain and I was digging a trench with a gas mask on. And I said to my mate, who was sitting on the top of the left-hand um, uh, side of the chief and tank front, having a fag with his gas mask like that, because he was skiving. And I said, Jimmy, do you think you'd give me hand? And he went, if I do or I don't, I still get paid the same wages. And that registered with me. Mm. And so I dug the trench myself with water coming up here, you know, sweat. Yeah. And I said to myself, when I leave the army, I want to work on my own and be on my own and not reliant on anyone yeah. and go for it myself. So I decided yeah. to try and become a professional salesman yeah. on the business side. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw, I didn't want to do anything like financial. I just wanted something so I could, you know, be something tangible. Yeah. And, um, and then this company called Dictaphone was looking for people. Yeah. So I had an interview with them. I mean, I don't, and I, my boss was called David Savage. I didn't have any sales experience, but he must have seen something in me that I was, I was keen to learn. You know what I mean? I was 28 years of age. Um, so I was 10 years behind any civilian. Yeah. Um, but I was keen to learn. And you were that discipline and... And he, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and they took me on. Wicked. And I still remember my first car, A314 LEA, was a Ford Escort they gave me. And Where were you based then? Uh, Bristol. Right. Yeah. right. So and then how far was your patch as it was? Uh, the patch was uh, Cheltenham and Bath. Yeah. So I'd done extremely well. Uh, people were coming in from Dictaphone saying how was I doing things. Mm. And it wasn't because I was cleverer than them or, or whatever. It was just that I was getting up at seven o'clock, uh, getting me sandwiches. Yeah. And then going out cold calling in the morning and being being disciplined to yeah. do ten cold calls in the morning. Yeah. Ten cold calls in the and then writing everything down and being very sort of disciplined. Yeah. And and that paid off. Yeah. You know. I suppose if you'd driven around in your chieftain tank you probably got more orders. And, and commanded. Because <laughs> I was um, the last corporal, wasn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I got busted a couple of times. How many how many, so how many years did you, did you do that till you retired then? Uh, no. Not I, that you retired, because you're no, obviously a writer now, so you're yeah, not retired yeah, at all. No, um, I, I like to do inventions. So okay, I invented, really? when I come out of the army, I invented the first portable car shade, um, which is now, you see every car now or every... The silver thing that goes in the window? No, on the left bit, no, it used to be attached to the um, uh, roof. Yeah. And it used to pull out. Oh, right. I invented that in uh, 1980, whatever it was. Um, Describe it again then. Because I, I used to always think about sunshade when you're not in a car. There should be something to stop the sun coming thing, make everything hot, and then no, what and it, then saw one inside. Which I actually painted that. I was in Longleat once, and I was just driving down, and I saw all these people in the hot weather sitting in their cars with the door open, and and the, or they were sitting under the trees, and I said to myself. If I could develop something like on their car, yeah. which could pull out... Like a canopy. Like a canopy. Yeah, like a caravan does. Yeah, so now, yeah but yeah. caravan has a, it's yeah. normal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, if I could do that for a car and attach it to the... There used to be like a rim on the roofs, two rims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little rain rims, weren't they? Yeah. Gutters, uh, almost. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so I invented that and took it to Helfords and all the other people and, and uh, developed it and went into the engineering, got it all made. Yeah. Um, and then later on, I developed um, the first natural spring water system. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. One second. What are you saying? Hi. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Do you have to go back to Kandu to get it? I don't know. Probably. That's good, but probably. Yeah. Thank so, you for that. So if you look on Google, you'll see a thing called Quangoff. Q U A N G O W F. Yeah, so that is the and uh, so that was the first natural spring water system to serve chilled and sparkling water on demand with no bottles straight into a glass. So, yeah, wow, that's brilliant. So, when did you take it? So, what you, oh, well, you left, the, the, left the, the arm the after 12 years, you did the dictaphone, okay. then you went the fruit and veg. 
Where was that? Coventry. Wow. Yeah. Well, how did that come about? Well, when I was in Dictaphone, I took on a few of my mates in the army. Yeah. And they thought I was making my own army up because I was now a manager now. Yeah. And they were coming out of the army and they didn't have the certificates. You know. You know, the IBM skills. Yeah. But I knew them and I knew they could work. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know they, you know, and so I, I took them on anyway. I I got the, uh, I, I got the sack. But, um, what, for taking them on? Well, that, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sounds much more interesting than yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, well, no, 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 no. I've got nothing to hide. Um, uh, well, you admit at least four crimes. Actually, think. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Um, yeah, uh, I think I think I was. Uh, I think a few people were getting a little bit worried that I might be taking over their positions or whatever, and they could see an opportunity. Yeah. It's not for me to say that. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was I was sacked at twelve o'clock, at eleven o'clock, and my other person I took, Kevin Woodward. He got sacked at 12 o'clock. So we met in the pub, and I know Kevin's dad in the army. Mm. His dad was a greengrocer. Right. He had five shops in North London. Right. Right. So I said, what Kevin, and Kevin was brought up in the fruit and veg. So I've got experience in the marketing selling side. Yeah. yeah. And Kevin had the experience in buying fruit and vegetables. Yeah. So I said, why don't we just, we was in the pub, and, uh, and I said, why don't we get in the fruit and veg then? Yeah. And we went, let's do it, babe. So we had a few drinks, as you do, and set up the company. Well, I'd we say couldn't that, afford I'd say that there's definitely a lot of people that have been in pub situations about a lot of drinks, start to discuss ideas, oh, yeah. uh, um, and nothing ever happens. That's what's interesting. What what define? Not not that lives are competitions. I don't think it is. It shouldn't be certainly. But that's interesting that you have. What do you think gave you the uh, frame of mind to be able to just sort of take things up and go, no, I'm going to do that now? That's a very good question. And I think that, uh, do you know what? I'd like to try and be, give you a very intelligent answer, Ed. It would go over my head, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, but I'll be normal. Pitch it low. Do you know what I think it is? My mum. Right. The upbringing. Yeah. You know, when the rag and bow man come round, you know, we were so happy. We run into mum and say, Mum, I'm among the bow man's here, you know. You know, oh, we haven't got anything today, my darling, you know what I mean? Um, just brought up with the spirit of a lovely, loving family. Yeah. Vitally um, important, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. And that will to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. No, 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 I, I, we were in Candy, we worked with. Um, cross-section of people who specialise in and focus a lot of our time and attention on particularly children and particularly children in care because it don't take rocket science to work out that if you feel that ability and I did as well that sort of sense of love and support not financial because we didn't have any absolutely but all about emotions and how you felt spiritually if you want to say oh whatever psychologically all those bits that meant that you felt you could do anything. You didn't think you were better than anyone. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You, you could do it. So in reverse, and I've worked in a few, um, worked in, used to work in this one prison doing projects, art, uh, drama projects with a fantastic theatre company at the time. And worked out that lots of people, and through various people saying it, that lots of people that we come across and we've done homeless projects, and job, that lots of people who come through the care system, they just respect the care system, but it's about the emotional context of people. If they don't have the support that you had from a loving, caring mum, support of adult, it doesn't have to be a biological one, but that, ah, you'll see in a minute. Um, that's a big sort of uh, challenge or a problem, in a sense, for a child to overcome. Yes, it is. So they uh, haven't got that something to lean on, something to inspire them, something yeah. to the excuse, foundation. Excuse, yeah. excuse the language, you know, a kick up the backside. Yeah. Because sometimes it is it is as simple as that. Someone who cares enough about you to do the, and knows you well enough to give you the appropriate support in it yeah. when it's needed. But the interesting thing is I guess 
And this is like, we've, we've been going 24 years now, so I've- Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it started when I was five. So we have, um, we, have we have come across loads of uh, children. So I love the work of, you know, and it's very, it goes unheralded, the work day to day, 365 days a year that social services and social workers do. You always hear it when it goes wrong, but no one ever, you don't hear people commentating. If, if everyone commentated every day and said, and today social services have done another brilliant job looking after all these young people in, you know, they don't just work with young people, but who specialise in children, they would get more praise than, you know, I get it when certain things go wrong and there's challenges, and of course that needs to be investigated, but people need to understand that the, the workload, the caseload of social workers has gone up and up. What's that about? That's not because of social services, is it? That we have a situation where more and more children need to be looked after. Well, if that's the case, then we need to look at the, the fundamentals of how we do that. We have a good success rate of that because our, all our practices is based on relationship anyway. So it's about care, appropriate care, not collusion, but appropriate care and support. And, and offering up opportunity that you would also offer to your own children. Do you know what? I've been listening to you now, Ed. I'm going to kill you. And when I found out you were Tottenham, I definitely no, are you, are you? Have they got a football team, are they? No, no just started. Oh. Only last night. Mm. I, thought, I thought that was Arsenal up there earlier. Sorry, mate. No, Arsenal, no. they get battered. Yeah. Everywhere anyway, they go. Anyway, Arsenal I get battered. I've just listened to what you just said, and because I, I like to think about it, you know, yeah. what you were saying. And as you were talking, I like to get you underneath when people talk to me, because I like to work it out. And my answer, my response to what I've just heard you say, is that I understand that what we've got is a loving, what something we have found in our lives when things aren't going right, we can draw on something. Mm -hmm. And that's my mum's strength, my yeah. dad's, you know, we, yeah. used to, we used to get, you know, the belt on a Sunday afternoon, you know, because we he used to say, right, you've done this and you've done right, and he'd shout, Clive, and Clive would get the belt, and then it was George, and you've mm. you done this, you've done that, bend over. Yeah. You know, um, you know, if, you know, people will say that's that's outrageous, but what it's given me is something to um, smile every day. I wouldn't say every day, but through the through the, the, the rough times. Mm. But what I was trying to get at is this: I understand that society now, the you don't have to get married. You can. It's, it's not important anymore. I understand. This is what I'm hearing on on mm. is this social service, social media, mm. that people have been complaining that you have to get married in a church, and therefore it's outrageous, and this, that, and the other. So therefore they get married, and it's with that without any vows, and they get a ring and everything like that. Um, uh, and I disagree with that husband, and he disagrees, so we split up. Mm. Um, and all those values of getting married which is really important, mm. you know, to compromise, to love one another, Yeah. then the, the marriage weight would be higher and the children, hopefully, more children can have that togetherness with a family. Mm. Now, I could get ripped apart on that, I understand that. But well, it, it just seems to I, me that <clears throat> society nowadays, you say anything wrong, you know, you're, you're, you're venom. You're toxic. No, no, I understand what you're saying. There's, there's, there, there is a whole change, but simultaneously, we talked earlier, you were talking about, we were talking about the workhouse. We were. Right. So society on all sorts of levels, I would say- it, Did you hear what we were talking about, Lauren? Well, doesn't, well not, not that it was, it was uh, it's significant to what we're saying now, because yeah, it is actually. I, would, I would question how, in the same period of time that you're talking oh, about- point. That same period of time that you're talking about, rich people in this country got richer. They did. Poor people got poorer. They did. And I'm telling you that I'm dealing with more children through social services. Now, if the school classrooms, and I, we work with some fantastic schools, are oversubscribed, the classroom sizes are too big. Yeah. There isn't enough. There's more autism than there's ever been. Absolutely. There's more emotional, mental health, and particularly the pandemic. Yeah. So all of those things have just got worse. Yes. And yet all the rich are still getting richer. So there's, there's, there's a, something wrong. There's a correlation there. between 
capitalism stroke wealth creation and provision for your own community and society. Yeah, but these rich people, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I'm not going to try and mark everyone rich being like I don't that. say that they're bad. I, no, they just no. know that. That's but, their life as well. well, well some of them. Yeah. Some I mean, of them are obviously... I'll give you an example. Um, I understand that the people who own Google um, and all these things, these are extremely, very, very wealthy people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All I get on my phone every morning is... You need to, your data isn't stored. You need to update your yeah, data yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, you, and, and this, is, this is what I call victimization. Yeah, or pressure marketing. Or pressure marketing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you will do what we say. Yeah. You know, if you don't, then we're going to block you. And yeah. how bad is that? You would never be able to talk to Lauren, yeah, 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 your, yeah. your wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway. I, um, and I uh, my wife. And um, your kids or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, you are beholden. Yeah. I'll, I'll but they're the Newberry. I know what you're saying. But if we're talking about historical rich, for instance, this country only finished off paying. And remember, we, I know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about uh, uh, Amazing Grace. We were. Right. So in a roundabout way, here's, here's how this came about. This country only finished off paying the debt so that war. this country to, to, no, to the slave owners in 2015, discuss. Sorry, I lost that. Right, so in 2015, the yeah. debt that this country yeah. got into to compensate, I think about, we were talking about who wrote the geezer that wrote Amazing yeah, Grace. I can't or, he was on, yeah, but he was on a boat, he yeah. was a slave trader, and suddenly yeah. had an epiphany and thought, this isn't a nice thing. No. Nope. Right, well, people like him, yeah. bizarrely, very similar to today in a way, yeah that you have a government that says, oh, okay, we're going to abolish slavery. Not a moral reason, not an ethical reason. This is an appalling yeah. thing to do. Remember, these are so-say Christians, yeah. a lot of them as well, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, it makes yeah. you think, right? So they, they, they are making this country, capitalism really was based on slavery. Big, big head start if you trace it, right? So they had all this money to stop them kidnapping people from another country and putting them into servitude and slavery in the tobacco and the, ca the sugar cane, all that good industries that yeah. came up in the Caribbean and in America. Yeah, but um, I've got to stop you there, Ed. Yeah. You know, you keep saying about you know the other countries, you know, the Caribbean, the, the yeah. blacks, and everything like that. You know, everyone everyone yeah. seems to forget yeah. about what's happened in you know in Scotland in the 1700s, in Ireland in in the 1700s, 1400s, 1500s. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, the Cor Irish got sent there as well, yeah. You know, Cornwall yeah, 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 in the 1700s. Absolutely. Lo the London yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the little kids being yeah. victimised yeah, yeah, yeah. and put to slavery on, on the tin and, on, and you yeah, know, yeah, on the, the mills. Lines, that's what we were talking about. And the mills yeah, yeah. and the weaving yeah, yeah. mills. You know, no, so, one, so, no so. one talks about a little seven-year-old kid from Derbyshire. Yeah. You know, who's who's been told to do the looms, yeah. and it was called um, I think it was called a crocker. Yeah. In other words, when the weave come off, his job was to put to run around and put the the, the, the weave back on. Machines, loads You're of exactly yeah. right. Yeah. These little kids of five to six year old yeah. got caught in the looms yeah. and were killed. Yeah. yeah. But what, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no so, one cares about them. No, well, no. I'm. I'm well, not, I don't say you don't care, yeah. but we seem to be overriding. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but, I'm, only saying, I'm only talking about slaves because we've talked about uh, yeah, Amazing yeah. Grace. But these were slaves in our own, in our own country. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we'll, we'll both agree then, don't we? Making people slaves isn't the right thing. No, it's not. Right, okay, so I don't care where they've come from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What I'm but saying I'm is, isn't it funny to, they weren't compensated? I'm though. trying to expand the compensation. Well, I think you're right. We talked you know, about poor houses, so we've talked about generally we the underclass. We've talked about the underclass. I mean, I think I, I, think I mentioned, you know, in the, yeah. in the, 17, in the in late the 1700s, you know, Selena Lendy was in a tin mine in, in, in um, St. Allen at uh, Penny Come Quick. Yeah. Um, nice name, that, isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the honeycombs. Yeah. You know, her husband, John Lendy, I think it was called John in the 1700s. Great name. He died in the mine, you know, in the St. Allen. Now, rather than care for Selena and their little, their little boy Edward, who was mm. four or five. Yeah. You know, no, 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 gone. You can't afford the cottage because your your husband's yeah. dead. Yeah, gone. Yeah. And hang on a minute. Sorry. Yeah. No empathy. No. She tries to go yeah. back to Perry the yeah. right? Where she was from. Well, fine. Then. Gone. No, you've yeah. been over St. Alan. You're gone. Yeah. And this is the parish. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what does she do? Well, I'm not talking about her, but other lenders begging outside the Blue Anchor. Yeah. On the streets. In Where's the Blue Anchor? 
Helston. Why do I know that? I think yeah. I've seen someone. Is that, does that have a folk uh, thing that goes on there? So nice. It's a Helston. Oh, no, 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 no. I remember. No, no. A, a guy, a folk a guy I met in a thing who, who had a. I'm sure it was Blue Anchor. He, it, was, it was some sort of folk thing that had happened at the Blue Anchor. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they made it. That was in Cornwall. It was in Exeter. Yeah, yeah. He was in Exeter. Oh, was he? No, he was in Exeter, but I remember the Blue Anchor oh, yeah, being Blue on Anchor. his T-shirt. Bo bottom of town. Right. Yeah, yeah. Be careful when you mm. drink in there, nice. mate. That beer is strong. Good. I like yeah. to hear that. I don't waste my time. Mm. <laughs> but what but, we were talking about, yeah. So, so across the, across the board, because we went from Amazing Grace, and we're, we're talking about um, oh, yeah. opportunity, family, values, but you're talking about the church, which is particularly the English, the Catholic and the, and the thing, one of the richest institu institutions in this country owns so much land, so much wealth, and yet it does nothing for poor. It doesn't really, it could solve poverty. So so some of the reasons why families, I guess, we, we have a society that doesn't value its community, doesn't value enough, because otherwise we wouldn't have poverty. We wouldn't have homelessness, would we? There's more people with second homes than there is homeless people. How is that? Well, you saying that, you know, I understand that they put a, a, a helicopter over at Medvegizzi one couple of years ago, last year. a great old place, isn't it? I love that place. Yeah, they put... Um, uh, John. And they went over it at night, in the winter, and there was hardly, what, not one light on in the, all the cottages. And and they say that because they're all second homes. Yeah. So Mevagissi's yeah. central little, little place, place is white. Yeah. You know, but so, St. Ives, um, but all of the places. St. Ives. Is, yeah. 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 I mean, the thing about it, it is so easy. That's another, that's another, again, that's another phrase I don't like to say. Um, it is, it is, I'll say it away, it is quite easy to throw stones. Mm. At the wealthy and the rich. I ain't throwing no stones. No, I don't agree. Really, but I just I, want to be a little bit more reserved yeah. because you do that. I'll, I'll yeah, keep, you carry I'll, on. I'll keep <laughs> you carry on. But I just want to be a little bit more reserved because yeah. there are some rich people. Yeah, I, I like J.K. Rowling, who yeah, I've yeah. got a lot of time Again, for. Again, it's nouveau rich. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about people oh, who I, made money from recently from these things. I'm talking about oh, old money. Yeah, I'm talking about people who yeah. work for like, it. Don't just mean to say that they should buy second homes or they should be they should have slaves. But what I'm saying is, yeah. there's been a, there's been for generations old money, church money thing that with all that, if I had that money, there wouldn't be homeless people. Trust me, yeah. I'd still live in the same house I live in now, but there wouldn't be any homeless people because yeah. our priorities are wrong. It's like you have all that wealth yeah. and you did that with it, you got to be kidding. Anyway, but then you've got to be careful, Ed. Oh, well, I won't be careful. No, but you've got to be I careful refuse. because if you Sport do Tottenham. give that to someone, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm on a double-edged sword here. Yeah. If you do give someone, like, have this property, and then 25 kids are coming who have been violent on the streets, yeah. they're like that, they'll just say, do you know what, mate? I can be violent on the streets, I can nick, I can steal, I can do what I want, mm. and guess what? Mm. I've got a nice house, I don't pay nothing. Yeah, I'm talking about and generational see, see shift. Yeah, I'm, I'm, saying, know I'm, saying, I'm talking about over a kid, if we, for instance, if, here's, 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 with all the money we've got in this country, we shouldn't have to be paying for, uh, towards, uh, cancer research by selling old tat in shops or or hospices or the air ambulance they're so important that we should be or, or help for heroes we shouldn't be having charities out of the public being taxed in another way of their conscience being taxed for the air we all want the air ambulance it's a brilliant thing we, we, we're in a, you, we want one don't we so let's yeah. have it out of our common tax but, do you know something and I, let's have all the rich paying the tax I, so we I, can afford it I, yeah i agree i, well, I do but yeah, but the, the, on the other side of the coin, if you're going to tax the rich, there's other countries in the world who are taxing less. So all they do is move the limited company to yeah. and Sri I say, Lanka. I say, when you do that, you will no longer be allowed in this country. Oh, well, that's... You see, see, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. See, take your like, rich somewhere else. Take your money if you want. But if you've inherited it, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. can't have it. But you know, it, it, you know my daughter was in hospital. She's in the hospital. And I went, you know, and it seemed to me mm. that the hospitals all over the place. Yeah. There was none of this regimental looking after patients, you know, on a certain period and talking and this, that, and the other. All that seems to be gone. Mm. And people are walking in and, you know, well, this is, these are your tablets. Oh, no, 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 I don't I need to take 20 millimeters. Oh yeah, sorry, I'll come back. And, and I'm looking at, and I'm watching and I'm looking going, it's, it's all over the place. Mm. 
And I just think it needs more discipline up in the management side, mm. rather than pay them, you know, 455,000, you know, for to become a director of a trust. Mm. And they've got second homes, third homes, fourth mm. homes, and and they have a meeting like it's a corporate. Yeah. Um, but nothing's nothing's happening downstairs. Mm. If that makes it, yeah, it's yeah, all no, disorganized. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah right. Definitely. I mean, there's so there's lots of aspects of 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 society which I think haven't got any better. And considering, the, so if if we all agree that the rich have got richer. I'm not blaming the rich, I'm blaming the structure of our society that allows that to happen. It's it's totally counterintuitive as a human being. We know we need shelter, we know we need air, we know we need water, we know things, and yet right, we don't now, provide it. I, I, I see where you're coming yeah. from now. Do you know what I mean? So what they want is another driver, rather than be rich yeah. as the main yeah. driver, That's it. there's got to be another rich. driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that our people, you, 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 you've said it, in, it's, it's interesting how you said that in, in, in your own way that you knew so your nuclear family your mum yeah. having that was a really great inspiration oh, you, yeah. there was nothing you couldn't do so you went and did everything you wanted to do yeah. when you were in the army and you even had a if crew. I was naughty my mum would go no not my David yeah but you but you also your dad sorted you out on a Sunday so Correct. you got yeah right but you but you also they went into the army yeah. but everyone thinks about armies and all that sort yeah. of good regardless inside of that and I know lots of military people the camaraderie is second to none Correct. because sometimes you're in a situation where any, any minute Russians are moving, you could all die. Yeah. Right. So you are all tight knit. Yeah. So much so that when you leave the army, you've got all that infrastructure, all that discipline, the communication. You yeah. meet up with your boy. You can set up another business and you, so on and so forth. Correct. Right. So everything you're doing. I'm and this not, is I wasn't thing. afraid. No. This is this. This is great. So I would like everyone to be like that, not yeah. to join the army. I would like everyone to be that secure within the having an equal opportunity oh, I see. Yeah? yes so that everyone yeah. so you didn't have to worry about the people on the streets causing crime because i work with those in prison and i'm going well wait a minute i'm saying to them regardless of the, your reasons they, this society appears to want to spend more money catching you and putting you away like the american uh, um capital system which is basically a, a, a capitalist thing that creates more prisoners so if you've got shares in prisons, of course you want prisons. Do you know what I mean? Privatised over here, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a G4. Oh my God, Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so basically, it's absurd. We know that privatisation doesn't work. Look at the railways. Look at all those ideas, the, the, the gas, the electricity. But if I could say, if what I, well, what I would like to say for the, the young'uns and the, you know, the, the don't be afraid. Mm. You know, failure is, is not a failure. No. Failure is success, the way I see it, that you've had a go. Yeah. You learn from you've that. Done you you've done your best you can. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't worked out. You've come back, regroup, yeah. Yeah. scratch your head, yeah. have a pint, yeah. have a laugh, and have another go. You might have lost. I mean, I've lost houses, bailiffs coming in, you know, when I was in the fruit and veg, you know. And here it's, it's disappointing, but you go, okay, yeah. what's my next venture? Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know, and have that oh, inner inner spirit. Yeah. On that, are you going to be coming here to do readings from your books? Do you know? I think that would be do lovely. Do you want to hear my voice? Yes. I think what would be nice is if we could program in certain sessions where you come in. I, I think the first. What? And you pick a power. You pick a chapter. No, no, I think you just do what you want, isn't it? But you could. You. Yeah, could, but I'll pick the best chapter. Well, yeah, but I think it should be up to people to randomly whatever. say. Whatever, you, you plan it how you want, but I just think it'd be lovely for people to be able to meet the author, have the conversation, look at the book, whatever, whatever. Do I get a coffee? Two, probably. Mm. I know Claire. What do you think, Lauren? Right, let's call it a wrap there. This is really interesting. Let's cat, cat. So when you release the next book, Yep. Let's come and have another little interview. Yeah, that will yeah? be that will be the trilogy then. Yeah, the trilogy. Perfect. And we'll advertise it here, and you're going to do workshops in here from now until then. Am I? You, yeah. Okay. Just because it's nice. <laughs> people don't get to meet people who've written books all the time, do they? How, how do it's they? It's nice. It's nice to talk to people. When I went yeah. down to the Penzance Literary Festival, yeah, uh, it was just lovely. Yeah. You know, to talk with other people who may be, you know getting it slightly wrong, yeah. or or you know a bit worried about this, that, and the other and you supporting each other, you know what I mean? And it really is nice. Yeah. Hello. Fair play to you. Right, we're gonna call it David. Say your last name again, because lend, lend to you. Thank you for lending us uh, uh, your all, time. I've heard of all that. Your time. 
Uh, and also, I love it. I mean, great that you're an author, but you're a great storyteller. As in, you, you recount your stories beautifully, life stories, and it's important. It and I, I think it would be interesting to hear you reading from your book because it's, it doesn't happen enough in this town. Not not blaming the town, I'm saying, how many authors are there? There's a few, but I like the idea we can meet you like this. Yeah. I, I met you in the concert, didn't I? You did, yeah. You, that was, that was, was I drinking then? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that wasn't I wasn't meant to meet you, but you were a very approachable chat. We had a conversation when we, I realised who you were, and yeah, you realised right. It was interesting. Yeah. Right, let's do this again. You're a lovely man. Look out for these workshops. That's a wrap. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Maya. Cool.